Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Oh, Oh, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to this 10th day of March 2022. It's a Thursday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Here I am. Nice little snowstorm yesterday. Thankfully, really it didn't snow? stick around. Oh, it's man. It's like dry ash. Well, I think maybe it depended, but uh, I was headed to the store when it happened, and it was coming down. Like, I was like, holy cow. But it ended up just, you know, not really sticking and staying. So that's all fine by me. But it was uh, interesting to see as we head into Daylight Savings Time weekend. Uh, this is the one that, that has the benefits, but we hate the most. You're falling backwards, so you lose an hour of sleep. Excuse me, you're springing forward, so you lose an hour of sleep. But you gain more daylight. Uh, so you give and you take. Ooh, more daylight. You know. So it, it gets I don't dark like, like the seven. trade-off. It's not worth it, you're saying? <laughs> no. Not for me. Well, no. Uh, next week's going to be a disaster for me. It's proven. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it either. Uh, again, I don't care which one you pick. Just pick one and stick with it, man. I'm so sick of changing the client. And again... I'm not sure I'd have this steadfast opinion on it if I hadn't lived in Arizona for 12 years, which does not change the clocks, and you realize how goofy it is that other people do. And you're just like, why are we doing this? And then nobody can give you a good reason why. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating thing. It's like, we are passing all this insane legislation, (laughs) but we can't can't get anything done we barely have farms anymore about i mean and and even then it's not even about that it never was well tell that to the farm farmer's almanac i will you get their people on the phone for me all right and i'll tell them to their face lies but either way uh it's going to be an interesting sunday because that's the day that it all happens and then yes next week your body will be all out of sorts and you have to figure it out but we'll get through it together, Big J. We always do, buddy. Yeah, we I do. Mean, it ain't pretty, but we get through it. Yeah, and it doesn't kill us. Which could be the motto for this show. Oh, wait. The health uh, experts say it does kill us. Yeah, give us a week. We'll find that story for you. Today on the show, we got some stuff going on, man. Monster Jam tickets so right. are happening today a couple times over. That show begins tomorrow night. Speaking of which, we are going to be lucky enough to have Miranda Cazard, the one of the drivers from the Scooby-Doo truck, baby, on the show today. Uh-huh. It'll be nice to talk to Miranda. That's going to happen in the 7 o'clock hour. We're geeked for that. We also have a nerd alert for you over the course of the show today, so it should be a decent Thursday. At least that's the goal. Plus, we'll have a world premiere of a brand new song for you today. We are doing our damnedest to keep it real, as they say. So let's get started with some Bush, shall we? It's Everything Zen, kicking off the morning after here on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, you got to give it up, Big J. To our friends at Amazon. Not only do they deliver goods to your door, but they are a pretty big employer here in the Treasure Valley. And they are trying real hard to kind of get in partnership with a lot of other things in the community to help the people they employ better themselves and you got to give it up for them and CWI because uh, they have agreed to a new partnership where basically people that work with Amazon here in the Treasure Valley will now be able to attend the College of Western Idaho for free 
free. Damn! Part of Amazon's career choice program, the e-commerce company will happily pay for the cost of tuition, books, and fees for any employee that wants to take classes at CWI to further their education. CWI President Jordan Jones says he believes that Gem State's largest community college is able to educate and work with students of any age, no matter what stage of life they're at, which is why it's a great fit for Amazon, as well as, listen, if we're being honest, Big J, the pandemic wasn't great to the enrollment at CWI, and so they're looking for more asses and seats, and this is a nice way to partner up. Eligible employees can enroll in their associate's or bachelor's degree programs. Uh, you can also get your GED or high school completion there if you haven't done that free of charge. Any of their career technical programs, you want to learn English as a second language, all those courses are free of charge. So wow. if you're looking to educate yourself up and do so for free, hey, it's a nice little trade-off, maybe. I mean, if we're being honest too, Big J, is college cheap? You have two girls who went to college. No. Yeah, it ain't. So a nice little perk if you happen to work with Amazon, so way to go to both of those particular companies. The quarterback carousel is not done spinning, Big J. The Indianapolis Colts traded away their quarterback, Carson Wentz. Probably shouldn't surprise anybody. But here's what's surprising, that they were able to trade him. <laughs> like, I thought they would just release him. Well, he's got a pretty big contract, and that's yeah, part of well. the reason why. I'm surprised anybody else wants to take that on. Yeah, no, this is crazy. Why would you want this? Well, you're the commanders and you're desperate and you think it's an upgrade over Tyler Henneke and you're not really happy with the quarterback class. You've spent the last two years quarterback fumbling around. And so you finally want somebody that at least you know will uh, show up and play. And listen, Carson Wentz is not great. He certainly hasn't been the last couple of years. But he's had games where he's pretty good. I mean, if I if I had one problem with Carson Wentz, I would say he's got really bad decision-making I'll, I'll say this. Those are games that don't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, are the ones he shows up for are the ones that don't matter. You can't beat Jacksonville Jaguars, the worst team last year. It's true. It's true. It was uh, – he did not show up when he needed to. Listen, I'm no Colts fan, but <laughs> – <laughs> I, I, listen, if I'm a, if I'm a Commodores fan, I'm not sure I'm through the moon. <laughs> but they're also the, not giving up a whole hell of a lot to call get. them the Commodores. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but I did. Uh, I knew it started with a C. And oh, for some man. reason, that's the word that came out of my mouth. That's great. He was traded by the Philadelphia Eagles just last year around this time, and now it's happening all over again. So he'll be headed to the Commanders, which is the actual name of the football team. Uh, and now we see what Indianapolis is going to do. So who knows who they're going to go to because, uh, you know, they've been on a trying to figure out something since Andrew Luck retired streak themselves. Uh, and Philip Rivers didn't get the job done. Carson Wentz didn't get the job done. So let's see who's next. But it'll be somebody else for the Indianapolis Colts next year. Get ready, Big J. It's already happening, and it probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but uh, HBO Max announced yesterday that the Penguin has been given a straight-to-series order. You know what that means, right? Yep. As opposed to, you know, running, making a pilot and getting everybody working and see if it's worth the time to invest the money. HBO is just like, here, DC, take our cash, get Colin Farrell in the role, and let's make a series that will get a ridiculous amount of people to watch. So, Ta-da! Uh, that will bring back Colin Farrell. It will expand upon the world that Matt Reeves has created for Warner Brothers Pictures' blockbuster The Batman, but... Unlike James Gunn and Suicide Squad with Peacemaker, I don't think Matt Reeves is going to be as involved in the TV show as, you know, he is in the movie The Batman. That's where they've got a lot to prove. 
How's that? Well, I mean, you know, from Suicide Squad to Peacemaker, you've got the same director and writer uh, involved in that. And so some of the same kind of vision for it makes sense. And, and just, I don't know, the attitude towards it. But can they translate that to what we saw with the Batman and how good that movie is? I mean, let's see if that can, you know, stay, you know, in the right frame you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah words yeah. are not coming to me <laughs> i'm getting that morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff that is lit my own worst enemy here on 100.3 the x rocks the morning after with nick and big j i've made no secret big j about uh, my uncomfortableness in going to the bathroom here at work. <laughs> Do not like it. Not my thing. I try to avoid it at all costs, and I'm happy to report I'm not alone, Big J. Oh. Turns out way more Americans than I thought do not enjoy going to the bathroom in a public restroom, at least when it comes to number two. Seven in ten Americans say that 70% of us are like, you know what? Yeah, I'll hold it in so I can go to work, so I can go at home. That's what I'll do, as opposed to using a public restroom. Now, it's not a gigantic survey, just 2,000 people surveyed about their bathroom preferences, and they found that 70% hate it so much that they hold it in until they can be in the comfort of their own home. Men, way more likely to do this than women. 74% of men, 65% of women. On average, the average American holds it in for two and a half hours in order to go poop at home. Damn. Men are willing to wait three hours compared to two hours for women. And uh, I'm one of those guys, man. I I will fully admit it. It's a comfort thing. I don't enjoy it. It's a sanitary thing. I also don't enjoy that because I've seen some of the animals I work with. And I don't want to share a toilet with them. And so that's part of it. But also, it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't like any part of it. It just it, It's not a comfortable experience for me. But, you know, I'm also not going to hold it in for eight hours. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if I have to go, I have to go. That's just the way that it is. Uh, and that has become better. But I certainly am somebody that... Uh, does not enjoy it. You, I know, don't care. You'll go oh, anywhere. I enjoy it. I, I revel in it. No, in who front does? of other people. Uh, but if you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. And I'm not. Uh, but you know, I try not to think about those things. Right? I'm like, you know what I'm concentrating on? Just getting it done. I mean, does it take a lot of concentration? Sometimes. All right. Well, that's more of a testament to your diet than anything else. But I totally understand why people don't want to do this particular situation. It can be embarrassing. It's not fun. Nothing about it is cool. I mean, there's a little bit of sanctuary involved in going in your own home. But it is, I suppose, it makes me feel a little bit better about how neurotic I am about it. And I know that I am. Yeah, you're not alone. When I realize, yes, that there are actually a majority of people are like that, which makes me feel a little bit better. Now, I know I'm on the extreme end of things, whereas I will avoid it almost at all costs, unless it's completely unavoidable. Then then we're not even talking about an option. But if you are like us, know that you're not alone. I sometimes will uh, follow Nick out to the foyer here uh, yeah, just to you get a make, real kick out of that. Just to make you think I'm following you into the bathroom to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but it doesn't I, help. I don't actually go in. No, because no. that would be really messed up. No, no, you don't actually go in. But yes, there is a point. I where don't you- go in just to watch what's going on. <laughs> Although you have stopped what you are doing. Uh, the direction you were going just to follow me halfway into the bathroom. That is something that you've done on a couple of experiences. What a jerk.
Well, you seem to enjoy it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will get a nerd alert from Big J. That's happening next on The X Rock. Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. All right, Grand Theft Auto 5. Let's talk about it, Nick. How much will Grand Theft Auto 5 and GTA Online cost you on Microsoft and Sony's newest console? Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 continuing to. Steal money from people. According to pricing on Xbox Game Store, the Xbox Series X version of Grand Theft Auto V, which includes GTA Online, is going to be $39.99. However, the current generation version is on sale for $19.99. That's on sale until June 14th. The standalone version of Grand Theft Auto Online costs $19.99. So you can buy the online version but not play the game. Yeah, I mean... And it's on sale right now for three months for $9.99. So that's just the old version, right? And they just announced they're making another one. So I well, know it takes a while. That's going to take a couple years. Right. But here we'll get into the... the, the uh, if you even consider doing this situation here on the PlayStation Store, Grand Theft Auto V for PS5 is listed for pre-order for just $9.99. So uh, that's uh, 75% off the price, but the discount price is also available until June 14th. GTA, uh, GTA Online is free as a standalone download on PS5 during that same window. Uh, but preloading for the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of Grand Theft Auto Free and G- uh, 5 and GTA Online is now available, and Rockstar Games announced uh, this week that games launch on current consoles on March 15th. It's such a good game. <laughs> it is. Uh, now, the uh, Grand Theft Auto V and GTA Online and P- for PS5 and Xbox Series X will offer a variety of visual and gameplay upgrades over the uh, older generations. So, those improvements include faster load times, improved lighting shadows, water reflection, increased population, traffic variety, and vegetation density, highly detailed new explosions. Players on new consoles can choose from three graphics options depending on how they favor graphics and performance, and players can also transfer their progress to a GTA 5 and GTA Online from previous generation consoles to the new platforms via the Rockstar Games Social Club. Sounds like a lot of stuff to me for not that big of a deal. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to really notice the difference that much, I think. With I could get into the real woods here and talk about ray tracing and all the stuff that these new generation of consoles can do graphics wise. But if you're just sitting on there playing for a little bit, you're not going to know a big difference. No, the the biggest thing in my what I have seen in my next gen console, without a doubt, the biggest leap between a PS4 and a PS5 has been the load times. I mean, uh, you know, I just finished Horizon Forbidden West, and like, I mean, these screens that would take, I don't know. Uh, it seemed like 15 to 20 seconds to go. Like if you were fast traveling from one part of the map to the other in PS4, you can get there in literally a second in the PS5. I mean, it is so, so fast to go from one part of the the game to another. And that's what makes the difference for me. But I mean, the graphics are amazing, no doubt. But you're right. My, my eye can't pick up those innate details. I know there's a difference, but I mean, it's not vast enough where I can see it. Do I want to pay 40 bucks to cut my load time which is significant, especially for GTA Online, um, to to get in there. I don't I don't know if I do want to. Depends do that. on how much you like the game, I guess. You know, yeah, but if you not, love online, then yeah, I think you would. But uh, yeah, hard to say. But either way, it's a decision you're all going to have to make. Uh, plus, you consider this that uh, that's going to have a, a nice hefty, um, you know, 
uh, data load when it comes down to it. So I don't know how many gigs they haven't said that it's going to take up on your hard drive, but there's that as well. Uh, Nick, Gotham Knights, the open-world Bat Family action RPG from Warner Brothers Games Montreal launches here October 25th. The studio announced uh, yesterday morning. The news comes almost one year after Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment announced that the highly anticipated project had to be delayed into 2022. Now, no other details accompanied yesterday's announcement, but Gotham Knights will launch on uh, all the consoles including the next generation. Now, Gotham Knights was revealed at the inaugural DC Fandome event in 2020. The game stars Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and the Red Hood as playable characters. They'll duke it out with longtime Bat nemesis, uh, like, nemesis like Mr. Freeze, as well as the Court of Owls, a uh, plutocratic consp conspiracy spanning generations of Gotham City's richest and most powerful families. The game's campaign will support cooperative multiplayer for two. Court of Owls is a fantastic story. Uh, it, there's little nod to it in the Batman movie that's out now. And is this the same company that has made all the Arkham games? Uh, that I do not know. Okay, because if it is, I'm all in. If not, I don't know. Yeah, this is an RPG, uh, so a little different than I think uh, yeah. some of those, uh, which are kind of fighting games, but uh, we'll see. Now, Nick, this next news is probably going to make you happy. We'll see. A God of War live-action TV show is reportedly in the works, according to Story at Deadline. Uh, Amazon is negotiating for rights to the show to go uh, with Prime Video, Deadline sources have said. The Expanse creators and executive producers Mark Fergus and Hawk Ospie are as uh, the Wheel of Time executive producer and showrunner uh, Rafi Judkins are said to be involved in the project. So Sony Productions and Sony Pictures Television will be included in development as well. So this isn't the first new video game adaption being considered by Amazon Studios, so it's not going to be the last, that's for sure. That They're really all in on these things. That group is already working on Fallout and Mass Effect series, pulling from two hugely popular gaming properties, and Amazon is uh, not only the only studio looking to games for new content. Halo on Paramount Plus is already secured for two seasons, despite not debuting at first uh, show even yet, as uh, that's something Steven Spielberg is heavily involved in. Dungeons & Dragons. Cuphead, Earthworm Jim, and uh, Near Autonoma, uh, uh, Autonomata are just a few of the other titles with adaptations in the works. That's your nerd alert courtesy. So, what, would oh, you be what? into a God of War action because you love that game? Yeah, right? I, I love the game, but it, you know, to me, like the universe building that's done in Mass Effect and Fallout lends itself more to a TV series than I feel like God of War has. While it's a fantastic movie series, really the it, the narrative impressed me the most with this last video game, and there's like six video games or something like that for God of War before that. All of them good, none of them have the story that this one has, which makes it very good and makes me excited for the follow-up game. So, we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff there. There's all sorts of gods and everything like that involved in God of War, so there's lots of mythology that you can dig into, but uh, I'm not sure it's got the world building that the other stuff has, but yeah, I'd give it a shot. I mean, listen, I, outside of like The Last of Us, I don't think I've connected to a story as much as I did with the last God of War narrative that was involved in the video game. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. There's a lot of really good narrative video games out there right now, by the way. The Horizon series that I had mentioned, The Last of Us is crazy good, Mass Effect has a fantastic story, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game is a terrific narrative, probably my favorite video game of the last uh, you know year, not counting for Forbidden West, but I mean, it's really, really good time to be a fan of like storytelling in video games these days, for sure. 
And that doesn't even count, like, you know, the Elder Ring that's out now that's crazy popular as well that Elden. is an RP- Elden, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. So there's all sorts of stuff out there that you can play and be involved in that can lend itself TV shows if they want to invest in it, which is all about the money, I'm sure. But, yeah, I'll give it a shot. But uh, it doesn't right. top my list of things to Sony, be geeked about. He's going to give it a shot. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's all you can ask. There's your Nerd Alert. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. You just had yourself a nerd alert, but we talk a lot about video games on this show, and usually playing them is not thought to have any real benefits outside of, you know, maybe some problem-solving skills, improving your hand-eye coordination, that kind of stuff. Doesn't mean it doesn't take talent or skill in order to pull it off, but, you know, what are you really getting out of it out of the end of the day other than wasting a lot of time? But the answer is, hey, according to the University of Saskatchewan, it actually helps improve... Your peripheral attention skills, which are essential to your reading ability. Yes, playing video games can help you read better. Only, however, Big J, if you play with the subtitles on, which I don't know is something that you do. Do you? I mean, it depends on the game, I guess. Uh, You don't select it for all of your games? Or does it have to be one that just kind of does it automatically? You won't seek it out? Yeah, I think usually the... What would I need the subtitles for? I mean, I guess to read as you go along for dialogue? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, I put subtitles on everything these days. That's just the way that I do it. It enhances the game playing ability for me. I also can sometimes, like, <laughs> when the cutscenes go on too long, I can read faster than the line delivery, so sometimes that helps. Especially if it's a game that I am, you know, just kind of trudging through, or I'm doing, like, side missions on, and none of it is imperative to the story. I am guilty of skipping past that stuff sometimes, the, the actual dialogue, and just reading the text on my own speed. And so that's something that I do. It maybe helps me play games faster, question mark? I don't know. Hmm, interesting. But your eyes need to scan across a page in systematic manners to correctly process each word for a sentence, for example. And so for, so therefore, there are some activities that help with video game processes and that. And certainly, if you're trying to do that while also reading dialogue at the same time, can help really improve these skills. So maybe if you don't play with the subtitles on, it's a good idea to do so to help out with your reading ability. And then that way you can actually say without lying that you're improving something of yourself while you're playing the video games and it makes you feel better maybe hey uh rob manfred on wednesday canceled two more series of games for each team a total of 93 more games erased from the schedule still no agreement with the players union and a new labor deal the first two series for each team had already been canceled and so now we're up to 184 canceled games in the major league baseball season or more than seven percent of the season so far Two sides have reportedly gotten very close on contested economic issues, but are very stalemated over management wanting international amateur draft status. And so that's the big, I guess, contesting point right now. I'm not sure. But we're still far away from a baseball deal, so fun. Big J, we once had Brian Johnson from ACDC on the show. Agree or disagree? Yeah, man. One of the best interviews we've done. Just a really cool and fun guy. And he was excited yesterday to announce ACDC has just gotten into... The beer game. For those about to rock ale is now officially ready to go. It's the new sanctioned beer available to ship to 33 U.S. states. Is Idaho among them, Big J? Oh, no. No, we are. Uh, For a special limited time, the first 500 customers get a 12 by 15 print insert free with your purchase. So you can check out their website for more information. Of course, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of, they say, an Aussie hop feel to it. 
with some real cane sugar involved, so I'm not sure if it's a sweet beverage, but it's got the Russian kind of Foster's Ale tinge to it. So if you like your Fosters, you're probably going to enjoy the ACDC for those about to rock ale. Of course, the band has been around since uh, long before you were in short pants, Big J. They know what they're doing. And Brian Johnson says it feels good to be in a band long enough that, you know, people are still interested in what they're doing after so many albums. There's one important thing I think is very important is we've never changed. The band has never, ever changed. There's one interview I said to Angus, you know, you've made 15 albums, Angus, and they're all the same. And Angus said, that's not true. We've made 17 albums and they're all the same. <laughs> Brian Johnson's <laughs> a treasure. Enjoy it. He's not wrong, but maybe pick yourself up some ACDC for those about to rock ale. And we're going to hell. What the hell? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to a real place called Wahoo, Nebraska for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Wahoo! And I'm not saying you should be suspicious anytime somebody resigns from a high-profile gig, uh, surprisingly, saying, quote, it was just time. But maybe the alarm should go off a little bit. Because about a month ago, the police chief there in Wahoo named Bruce Farrell decided, you know what, I'm just going to give it up. Uh, I am not going to continue my police career. The opposite of Rick Ashley. He had just he had just been named Wahoo's police chief after retiring from the Omaha Police Department about eight months prior. And so after an eight-month reign as the police chief in Wahoo, he decided, you know what, I'm I'm just it's just time, he said. That was his quote when asked why he was going for retirement. Turns out, Big J, nah, that's not exactly true. Man. Hmm. That's too bad. There's a little bit of a scandal going on in Wahoo, Nebraska, featuring the former police chief, because uh, I'm not sure how they even found this out, but on November 11th, he was re- he resigned. Then yesterday, it came to light that he resigned for a reason, not just because it was time. Oh, God, Appar- what did he do? <laughs> Apparently, while he was on duty responding to a call, he decided to get it on with a resident there in Wahoo, Nebraska, which is not very cool. How did they find this out, Big J? He left his body cam on during it. Uh, now, this was a consensual act between... Okay, well, that's good news. Two adults, right, because there's stories out there that I can get to that right, are not yes. that. But this ha- appears to be a consensual act between somebody that called the police department uh, complaining about an estranged boyfriend. Whoa. Then uh, then Officer Farrell shows up on the scene to respond to the call. Again, you know, Wait, small town. This is so. before he was the chief of police? No, this is while he was so chief, chief of police. So chief of police shows up. Yeah, again, it's Wahoo, Nebraska. It's not like Omaha. So, I mean, you know, he's probably on duty with two other cops. And, yes, he shows up to a call. And I'm not sure how it goes from point A to point B, but it, during the course of the actual call, the police chief ends up getting it on with this lady. I mean, that's some fast work. Right. And listen, I'm not here to judge, but uh, former police chief Bruce Farrell, I mean, I'm not going to call him a knockout, you know? I mean, he he looks very much like Kyle Gass, in my opinion, without the beard. So very handsome. Yeah, very handsome guy, but, you know, older, portly. Uh, so my, my point is he's got game, I guess. I don't know. And so it ended up working out for him, but then, you know, obviously that's not okay to do during... The actual on 
duty hours. Also, the fact that he's married and, oh, oh, you know, that's, that's different. Wait, that's a different story altogether. I mean, man. it's not against the law to cheat on your wife, but it's very uncouth to do so. That's messed up. While man. you're the chief of police on duty and having your body cam on while it's happening. These are all things that probably shouldn't have been done and known better by the police the chief of police, which is why he then resigned. This happened, if they found out, about two days after the actual incident is when he decided to hang it up. I don't think he knew about the body cam footage until fairly recently, but it all came to a head yesterday. And so now there's a lot of issues going on as to why this happened, how this happened, and, you know, the fact that you can't believe anybody when they just say they're going to hang it up for no reason whatsoever. So... We've got issues, Big J. He's dealing with some stuff, and there's a big controversy in Wahoo, Nebraska. So I guess dark times in Wahoo, as they say. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Up next, we are talking Monster Jam. Miranda Kozad joins us, the driver of the Scooby-Doo Monster Jam truck, next on the X-Rocks. That is Red Hot Chili Peppers Black Summer here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Beginning tomorrow evening, Monster Jam is taking over the Ford Idaho Center Arena for a Friday night show, a Saturday matinee, and a Saturday evening show. So let's get you all caught up in the world of Monster Jam. It is awesome to welcome on to the show Miranda Kazad. She is the driver for the Scooby-Doo Monster Jam truck. Good morning, Miranda. Thanks for getting up early and talking to us. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm excited for a great weekend. Yeah, us too. Thank you for making time for us to talk a little yeah. bit about Monster Jam this weekend at the Ford Idaho Center Arena. Of course, you can grab tickets at monsterjam.com or ictickets.com. Miranda, this is not your first uh, time, I imagine, in the Treasure Valley doing what you do. You've been the driver of the Scooby-Doo truck for a while now. I imagine it's got to be a pretty cool gig if you can get it, yes? Definitely my dream job. Um, I get to you know live my dream every single weekend. You know, I mean, it's got you, your truck has got to be a favorite for kids and older adults, too, who grew up watching Scooby-Doo and just getting into that whole vibe. Does does that mean something to you that you're the Scooby-Doo driver? Oh, 100%. It's a very iconic brand. So like you said, all generations, you know, moms, dads, grandparents, and uh, kids, they all can enjoy it together and you know, it's something that they can all bond over, you know, because it's such an iconic brand that everybody knows. Yeah, and you've been driving the truck for a while now. Is this the fifth year that you've been the driver of the Scooby-Doo truck? Oh, man, I can't remember back that far. Yeah, I think it's about, about five. Yeah, it's about five years. <laughs> Pretty impressive run. Uh, I mean, I imagine not only is it difficult to get the call to be a Monster Jam driver, but a, a fairly competitive industry to be a driver in, even harder sometimes to hang on to that gig. What do you credit your success to? Um, honestly, just having people believe in me you know that's one thing that um i'm just so grateful for um having the opportunity like you said it is a very competitive business to get into so um given the opportunity um you know i'm taking you know taking it all in and uh, i'm gonna do it for as long as i possibly can you know some people who go to the show this weekend out at the, the fort idaho center uh, arena they might not realize that you know this is a tour for you you're on the road the a better portion of the year away from friends and family um you know uh, what does it mean to you to be out there doing that and, and um on a, on a week-to-week basis and, and really not getting to see your family and friends yeah i mean you know every, you know things come with sacrifices and this is definitely um you know something that i absolutely love to do um so you know it's that sacrifice is definitely um you know it's worth it to me to be able to do that you know for a few months out of the year like you said, right now we are honestly we're on um, you know the biggest tour um, you know for, for you know for the year. So it's about three to four months long. We're gone pretty much every weekend. 
Um, but we honestly, we, you know, make up basically like a Monster Jam family. So every weekend that we go, I mean, we're with the same people. So like I said, we kind of, you know, form our own family on the road. Miranda Kazad joins us. She is the driver for the Scooby-Doo truck. You can see her in action this weekend. Three shows at the Ford Idaho Center with Monster Jam. Uh, Miranda, I know you've been doing Monster Jam for a while, but I'm guessing that's not your first kind of go around at racing. Where did you first get that passion for getting behind the wheel of the car and going really, really fast? Well, I definitely have been watching my dad um, race since I was very, very little going to the racetrack. He started out, you know, circle track racing, dirt track racing, and then uh, he went into drag racing, and that's where I kind of uh, started out. My, you know, motorsports career was in in drag racing, um, found my passion for motorsports. Um, I'm actually one of the first females at the uh, drag strip in my local drag strip to win um, a championship there. So that was a kind of a neat neat deal that uh, that I had experienced. But, you know, I found my way to Monster Jam, was, and that's honestly, there's nothing like driving a Monster Jam truck. There really isn't. You know that when you go to Monster Jam, you're going to see a fantastic experience and a great show. But at the end of the day, it's also a competition. You're looking for points. You want to go to the Monster Jam World Final as well and make a pretty big deal about that. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the points chase and, and how much attention is, is brought to that when you put it on these events. This is honestly one of the most competitive tours out there right now. So we have some great drivers. Like you said, we're competing for points to go to the Monster Jam World Finals. I have personally never been to the Monster Jam World Finals or have competed in the Monster Jam World Finals. So that is definitely one of my goals this year is to get into the, uh, the World Finals. Um, every weekend, like I said, we you know work towards points. Um, each competition that we do, if we win or how we place, is um, you know big for the points. You being a drag racer, Miranda, is it the racing part that you enjoy the most, or is there another part, portion of the show that you actually kind of lean into a little bit more? Well, I honestly, I mean, it's hard to, you know, uh, pinpoint exactly what, you know, because I love all of it, to mm-hmm. be honest. So, but racing, um, I definitely feel, I mean, obviously I'm a racer at heart, so racing is definitely one of my favorite aspects. Um, it's definitely different, though, racing on the dirt, um, you know, than obviously the, than, uh, the pavement in the drag strip. But I personally love, I mean, donuts are a lot of fun. Um, last weekend, I, you know, placed second in donuts um, pretty much all weekend. Um, you know, next to Grave Digger, so hopefully I can get them this weekend. <laughs> but um, freestyle is something that we all love. Um, you know, we get the biggest air, the coolest tricks, best saves and stuff during freestyle. So I'm have to say freestyle is my favorite. You know what? I, I think you uh, should uh, take this idea, and I don't know if you've thought about this before, probably, but uh, I'm a Scooby-Doo fan. I love watching the specials. I think a Monster Jam special with Scooby-Doo starring uh, Miranda would be a pretty good idea. I think that would be an absolute great idea. Uh, we can get an animated version yeah. of you running around. I like that very, very much. Very, very much. <laughs> I know you've got a busy weekend full of excitement happening at the uh, the Ford Idaho Center. That is for sure. So make sure you guys grab your tickets. MonsterJam.com, ICTickets.com. We'll certainly be cheering you on. you got three shows, one Friday night, the matinee on Saturday, and then the nightcap on Saturday night as well. So I know you are going to be very, very busy. I imagine you know, we, we talk a lot about how you uh, drive the car, but it takes a village to set these things up and make sure that they're running properly. I imagine your team and the people that you've put together a big part of your team's success as well, right? That is honestly, um, we could not have a show, honestly, for without our crew chiefs and our crew guys. Um, they are the ones who make the show. I do not work on it. So um, if, you know, we, like I said, it would not there would not be a show if it was not for these, these guys um, back there behind the scenes. Um, working really hard to make sure the trucks, like you said, keep running, um, that they're ready to go, um, that they're, you know, that they look good. Not even just look good, but that they're mechanically sound as well. Heck yeah, and you're always going to see a fantastic show. Bring the whole family. It's great for the kids. It's great for everybody. It's always a good time. Monster Jam is back in town this weekend. MonsterJam.com for more information.
Miranda, we always appreciate you carving out some time for us. Uh, and best of luck this weekend. Hopefully you get a bunch of points and you can go to the finals. That's what we want to see out of you. So thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. See you guys soon. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is a question that has haunted mankind for centuries, and I'm not sure we're ever going to get a real answer, but I think we can all agree that, as they say in True Detective, Big J, time is a flat circle, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? It's all relative, baby. Uh, and now somebody is starting to ask the real difficult questions, like, do dogs experience time differently than human beings? Yes. And the answer, according to the head of the American Kennel Club, which is, of course, a pretty big, you know, conglomerate when it comes to dogs, they say, well, probably. I mean, there's no real way to tell. But uh, odds are they probably do. I mean, listen, if we're being honest, you know that dogs age differently than humans, right? Yeah. The first dog year is now supposed to be worth nine human years, and then the rest are seven going forward. So it's a lot more, I guess complicated than people like to think about it which means but what about like you know hours and minutes do dogs experience that differently than we do as well like does the average minute seem longer to a dog because you know it's longer in years and the answer is probably and by the way if your dog is experiencing a lot of separation anxiety like you leave him alone for eight hours while you go to work and it freaks out about it that's probably why it seems like forever to that damn dog you know yeah. Eight hours to that dog is like a week to a, a puppy. Well, I mean, think about it. If a year is seven years to a dog, eight hours has got to be like 40, right? Yes. Huh? Yeah, That's a week. Please, don't, don't break my mind. Don't break my brain. All right. I'm not getting into the specific numbers, but I'm saying that could be a big reason for separation anxiety in dogs and why they're so happy to see you finally when you come home. It's because to them, you've been gone forever, man. Not just a work day, like forever. And they're happy to see you. They weren't sure you were coming back. When am I going to eat again? My God, help. But you should probably get comfortable with the idea that your dog experiences time much different than yours. And if you ever want to crack time travel, it's probably going to be the help with Lincoln. So you better get to know that dog a little bit better. Man, he's a wild little man. The Indianapolis Colts are trading quarterback Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders, according to media reports yesterday. (laughs) The Colts will get a package of draft picks in return, according to ESPN. None of them great. The 29-year-old Wentz, of course, was just the Colts quarterback for one season. He got traded to them from the Philadelphia Eagles around this time last year. So Carson Wentz moving on yet again to see if he can submarine another team season. Tiger Woods was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame last night, introduced by his 14-year-old daughter Sam at the ceremony held at the PGA Tour headquarters in Florida. Has a record-tying 82 wins on the PGA Tour along with 15 majors. He spoke of his late father Earl, his mom, taking out a second mortgage on their house to pay for travel expenses and, you know, thanking them and realizing that his golf career competitively is probably over. But he can still go out there and take part in, like, pro-ams and play games with his son and his daughter. and So he'll still be able to play the game. But being you know, being able to compete at a competitive level, probably done. So it was a pretty emotional moment for Tiger Woods. Certainly the greatest golfer of our generation, probably of all time, if we're being honest. Big J, agree or disagree? Yeah, agree. 
I'm going to give you a second to have the floor here and go off a little bit, King, about the new Disney Plus trailer that dropped yesterday for the upcoming series Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm guessing you're excited. Oh, man, I, I love it. I, I, You know, here's what I love about these series, and it's like it gives... You know, we, we, we spend so much time with these movies, even the prequels, which uh, I don't really care for for most of those movies. But we they've been part of our, I guess, just, um, I don't know, life for so many years that, you know, finding the stories that are surrounding them to me is really interesting. That's why I loved Rogue One so much. And so this and just that, you know, the, the, if you see the trailer and, and you see um, Obi-Wan kind of in the background watching over Luke, I mean, it just it's something special and gives me the chills. I was like creepy away. chills. No, uh, great. Like a grown man watching no. a child with a binocular kind a of protector. Chills? Uh, so I cannot wait to see this. I mean, like every, every this is going to be that thing where no matter what time it comes out, I mean, okay, not maybe not midnight, right? But immediately when I get home from work, I will be watching this because uh, it looks like awesomeness, and and this is what I've been waiting for. Um, remind me again, how did you? What was the final grade on Boba Fett? Did you end up enjoying it or just thinking it was uh, kind of so-so? Yeah, it was so-so. It yeah. was so-so. But, you know, that's a character that, you know, had, <laughs> I mean, really, he was in any of the movies for like five minutes of that. Well, uh, not the prequels, but yes, uh, yeah. you know, definitely he, and I think that's part of what made him so cool was you were able to kind of make up your own stories about him. And then once you finally did see a story about him, you're kind of like, eh, <laughs> that's not nearly as yeah. cool as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this is different. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, uh, and you've got a little bit more background in it. Of course, you and McGregor back, Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader as well. Uh, it will premiere on Wednesday, May 25th on Disney+. Plus. That is when you can start streaming the series, which will drop once a week, just like all I'm the other Star Wars off. have. Back down. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and hey, if you didn't catch it earlier this morning, we had a great conversation with Miranda. She is the driver of the Scooby-Doo truck for Monster Jam. And uh, guess what? You can check out the podcast that later here this morning. But uh, Monster Jam coming this weekend, Friday and Saturday. We'll get you tickets to March 11th. That's Friday. That's tomorrow's. 7 p.m. showing, so this will be a lot of fun. You just got to beat me in pop culture smackdown. And warning, you're about to step into Big J's wheelhouse when it comes to pop culture smackdown, okay. so beware those who enter here. That can't be good for me. 208-287-1003 for failure. is the phone number you need to call if you'd like to play. Let's get ourselves a contestant for these Monster Jam tickets. Hello, The X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Adam. Adam, you're up first. Today is Chuck Norris's 82nd birthday. The following questions are all about Chuck Norris. Are you ready? Yeah. Definitely. All right, Adam. Uh, what was the last name of Chuck Norris's Texas Ranger character that was on television for six seasons? Walker. Right. Texas Ranger. That is correct. Big J, Chuck Norris made his film debut in what Bruce Lee 1972 film? Uh, I'm gonna... It's got a couple different names. Okay, so I'm going to go with Big Boss. Wrong. Game of Death. Wrong. It was enter, it's not Enter the Dragon. Wrong. Right. Here we go. <laughs> the Way of the Dragon. The way of right. The, dragon. the Way of the Dragon was the right answer. Uh, congratulations, Adam. Uh, it didn't take long. You got those Monster Jam tickets. Hold on tight. We'll make sure you're good to go. Uh, good job. Now I want to ask you the rest of these Chuck Norris questions, Big Jim. Great. 
Which one of these action movie series did Chuck Norris star in? Die Hard, Fists of Blood, or Missing in Action? Missing in Action. Right. What was the name of the cartoon series that Chuck Norris starred on for one season before it was canceled in 1986? Uh, that I do not know. Silverhawks, Karate Commandos, or Lone Wolf Adventures? <laughs> Silverhawks? Wrong. Karate Kicks? That wasn't the name. Karate Commandos with a K. Right. Is the right answer. I was hoping you were going to pick Lone Wolf Adventures. Which is my own little hand-picked uh, thing. The cartoon adventures of Lone Wolf McQuaid would be fun. That would be great. Uh, good job, Adam. Yeah. Hang on one See, second. I just knew this was going to go badly for me. <laughs> we got you all set up. There's your Pop Culture Smackdown. Headlines are next to the X-Rocks. Time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Y'all, headlines brought to you by Team Moz and the pre-owned Superstore. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved. To Team Moz as I pre-check, just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Big J, special delivery from One Array Bride and Honk Shoe. Special delivery. A woman in the UK was shocked. Shocked! When a passage, a passage, a package was pushed through her door's mail slot, and when she opened it, all that was inside was a dead bat. Faye Hannock says she has video of the incident that shows a woman casually walking up, pushing the package through on Monday through her doorbell cam. She later found out that there was a normal explanation for the bat. There apparently is a bat lady who lives nearby and takes in bats that are in poor health. She said she was posting it as though to see why she had died. She's got the wrong house, and so she was mortified by it, apparently. She was dropping, but still a weird thing to do, whether you take in unhealthy bats or not. Strange to drop them through people's mail slots, I think. Or is this the origin story of a Batwoman that maybe we're just not aware of? Possibly, yeah. This is what I have to become, she says, as it drops through her mail slot. But again, nothing is anonymous, so keep that in mind if you're trying to drop off (laughs) weird mail packages. Runaway Bride or Honk Shoe? Honk Shoe? Honk Shoe, Big J. It's true what they say. New Yorkers are loud, but not in the way that you think. Americans in the Northeast apparently are the worst snorers in the United States of America. According to a recent survey, hence the honk shoot. Get it? A study of 2,000 adults finds that 53% of residents in New York, Washington, D.C., Connecticut, and the surrounding states keep their partners and housemates awake with their nocturnal noise more than any other region. While it could sometimes be seen as something to laugh about, 46% of adults who snore are so tired that it's affected their day-to-day lives. So it does affect your sleep. It's called sleep apnea, Big J. You familiar with it? Yeah. Uh, and you spent some time vacationing in the Northwest. Was there excessive snoring in the hotel rooms you stayed in? Could, were there other people around keeping you awake? I, do, I don't recall. I don't think so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so if you are a snorer, apparently you're at home in the Northwest, or Northeast, I should say. I'm not sure what location has to do with snoring, but apparently it plays a part. And now you know. We'll wrap it up with Runaway Bride. A bride in India recently left her groom at the altar after discovering that he's bald. Big J, look out. What? Now, keep in mind that, uh, again, in India, there are arranged marriages, and that's exactly what this ad oh. is, was. The couple's family had arranged the match, agreed to the wedding after working out all the details to determine that, sure, our son and your daughter are compatible. Unfortunately, nobody ever told the bride that the groom didn't have any hair, and that apparently freaked her out. Ceremony got underway. Possession was just getting started when the bride got her first look at her would-be husband and then straight up fainted at seeing his bald head. And Jesus. then when she came to, she immediately refused to marry him, didn't want to be married to somebody that was bald, and ran out of the damn ceremony. How devastating for the bald guy. 
Oh, these things are awful. The woman's family tried to change her mind, but she absolutely refused, forced her parents to break the news to the groom's family, which, of course, that led to what, Big J? Suicide. No, God, Jesus. A fight. (laughs) A fight broke out between the two families. This is a a streaming dumbass movie waiting to happen next year. (laughs) The bride's parents accused the groom's family of deceiving them by not revealing his baldness. Apparently, it was a big secret they kept from everybody. Things eventually cooled down. Both families felt cheated, and they have both filed separate complaints with the police. And we'll figure out what the arranged marriage police have to say about this. (laughs) I'm the arranged marriage specialist. For the police department, let's uh, get into this. What do you have to disclose everything about? Like, let's talk about this for a second. Sure. Like, we don't know anything. We should probably bring on an expert. Like, you have to disclose things, like physical things. It doesn't sound like you do, but I mean, you really, with these arranged marriages, at least it sounds like from my perspective, is these two people know nothing about each other, what they look like or any. I mean, maybe there's situations where you meet somebody before the altar, but clearly in this situation, they hadn't even laid eyes on each other. And it's 2022. They've got to have like phones or something, right? Yeah. Send somebody a message like them on Facebook or something. Help a brother out. But apparently uh, they hadn't, and so, uh, I, again, I'm not sure that this is still a proper reaction to somebody's baldness. I'm not sure that <laughs> that's such an affront that you would faint <sighs> at the sight of it, but uh, maybe it's just a reactionary uh, tale about you know marrying somebody you know nothing about, and that not being the best of situations for yeah. your mental health Should in any way. show on TLC. Uh, I guarantee you there is a show somewhere oh. about this. Uh, I believe, like, isn't like 90 Day yeah, Fiance one I of those was, things? That was the joke I was Morning After with Nick, but maybe that's not at all what it's about, and we're both wrong. <laughs> well, I'm never going to find out. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. And his muse won't stand down here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. I know you've been losing sleep, and it sounds like they finally found it, huh, Big J? Uh, yeah, the uh, the endurance, Nick. It uh, was a ship uh, many many years ago. Uh, was uh, searching the greatest parts of the uh, Antarctic, and a hundred years ago, actually, is uh, when it was uh, eventually uh, lost, and the crew survived extremely harsh conditions after getting uh, stuck in sea ice, and they they survived, but the ship sank, Nick. Oh no, our ship! And it's been lost until now. A team of explorers finally found the endurance. 10,000 feet below the surface. That's deep. It's really deep. It's crazy. And one marine archaeologist uh, says that without any exaggeration, this is the finest wooden shipwreck he's ever seen. It's upright, it's intact, and it's in brilliant state of preservation. The, the pictures are amazing. I mean, it's pristine. Yeah, I mean, I imagine probably the cold water probably helped. But I'll tell you what, man. I mean, water does a pretty good job of preserving some things. Not all things, of course. But, you know, uh, back when, uh, I guess it was summer of last year, when they had the Titanic exhibit out of the Discovery Center here, you know, I took my kid and yeah. we checked it out and I was I walked away going, it's crazy how some of that stuff well over 100 years later still looks pretty amazing considering how long it was underwater and all the crap it had to go through on top of that. 
and it, it preserves itself really well. Of course, there are people that do work to make sure it's in the best condition possible, but I mean, I was shocked at how well some of that stuff looked. Now, some of the other stuff didn't look all that great, but yeah. like, I mean, there were like still fully, you know, usable and functional chandeliers that weren't all rusted and grossed at, you know what I mean? Because underwater, it's a yeah. different thing. I mean, it's crazy how that stuff sticks and stays. Do they expect to find anything of note on there or like any more information or anything like that? Or Yeah, just- that's true. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure about, but I mean, talk about this this is crazy a you know think about this ship being out there 100 years ago in, in the ice and stuff and the difficulty in finding the endurance at this point i mean they had to go they had to have a serious ice breaking ship uh they survived blizzards and minus 80 degree weather <laughs> to to find it and they had a, a limited time to do it so uh man they can pretty much find anything under the sea at this point Ten thousand feet wow Makes me feel bad for bitching about a little snow yesterday. But uh, good job, explorers. Hopefully uh, they cash in. I wonder if the Court of Mayor's down there too, Big J, from the movie Titanic. That's the jewel of the ocean. Morning after with Nick and Big no. J, there's your shipwreck update. We got your bad impressions next on the x Rock. <laughs> On 100.3, the X. And a big weekend of fun out there at the Ford Idaho Center Arena as uh, Monster Jam coming to town uh, Friday and Saturday. I got a couple showings on Saturday and one on Friday night. Uh, we've got your tickets here for that. We talked to Miranda. She is the driver of the Scooby-Doo Monster Jam truck. You can find uh, that interview after the show on the Morning After podcast. But in the meantime, we got tickets to give away. You just got to figure out Bad Impressions, which is brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. Thank 208 <laughs> Who are you thinking? 208-287-1003. I thought you were kind of thanking yourself for remembering, actually. Is what I, I really was. was you, you know me so well. 208-287-1003 is the phone number that you need to call if you'd like to play Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J has three clues about somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and you are going to Monster Jam tomorrow night. To the phones we go. Hello, The X. Good morning. Morning, man. What's your name? Thomas. All right, Thomas, you're up first. Good luck. I've got a really big movie hitting Netflix tomorrow called The Adam Project. And no, it's not the story of Afternoon Adam. All right, next question or next clue. Anyone annoyed by my aviation gin and mint mobile ads yet? No? Great. Third clue. I love messing with all the Marvel and Disney executives because I am Deadpool after all. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Monster Jam tickets are yours. Hold on tight, and we'll get that info to you. Why is Ryan Reynolds in the news? I thought Ryan Reynolds was taking a break from acting, but that's not the case. Uh, as I uh, just announced that, uh, and some pictures released of him and Will Ferrell going to be in an Apple TV movie coming up here this later this year called Spirited, which is a retelling, of course, of A Christmas Carol. And uh, Will Ferrell will be the ghost of Christmas past. All right. So it's kind of like a Scrooged version, like a more comedy-based, uh, I guess, take on the Christmas Carol story. Yes, that, that seems to be what's going to be the case. Uh, of course, like I said, Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell. You've got Octavia Spencer in here and uh, a host of other people. So uh, we'll see what that uh, ends up looking like. I won't get to see it because I don't have Apple+. Plus. I will say this. I think the Adam Project looks great. And yeah. I cannot wait to see it yep. on Netflix. I'm very excited. It drops tomorrow? It comes out tomorrow. I'm excited to check it out. Uh, check out the trailer if you haven't yet. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> that 
show is less than a month away. We'll be giving away tickets to that very, very soon. Shine down, pretty reckless Diamante Extra Mile Arena. That's Planet Zero here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Special thank you to Miranda Kozat for coming on the show this morning. She, the driver of the Scooby Doo Monster Truck, that's going to be part of the parade of monster trucks taking over the Fort Idaho Center Arena today, or excuse me, tomorrow and Saturday. And Miranda was on the show this morning. We appreciate her time. That was awesome. We also got to learn about making sure you're going to turn off your body cam and get it on during your actual job that would be a good idea thank god we don't all have body cams definitely well yeah i would hope uh but maybe we're on our way especially when you go to the bathroom technically i mean your video your phone could be your body cam if you wanted it to be if you want to get weird about it you certainly could turn that into a body cam uh i'd leave the rest up to you big j and that means that you have the floor uh, yeah, this is how my day is going. Uh, I intended on sending the uh, trailer for Bridgerton 2 to my wife on Facebook and instead sent it to, to Nick. I believe, I mean, maybe it's just how the Big J brain works, but you you said you got you wanted to do something and then told me to hang on because you had to send this trailer to your wife. And then it came in my messages, and I was like, what happened here? And I think it's because you were talking to me, so therefore you searched yeah. for me. For- <laughs> no, I would just go through my messages, and they were very close to one another. And- I guess so. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you send me the Bridgerton I, Season 2 trailer? Well, I'm glad you told me that. I wouldn't have known. And I'd be like, well, I thought I sent my wife this. And <laughs> You probably would have asked her, how come you didn't get back to me about it? She said, what are you talking about? You would have called her a liar, and it would have turned terrible. And yeah. then you realized that you had made the mistake. But yeah, now I'll know. Next time I won't say anything. Or I just consider you my work wife. Uh, yeah, I don't like that term. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the x The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.